This is Doc's Cost, episode number 12. That's a dozen, 12. Some of you might think of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, number 12. Now, I don't think of number 12 like that. Number 12 to me is Ken Stabler and Terry Bradshaw and Roger Staubach. And then there's even some of you out there that remember Bob Greasy and Joe Namath. 12, that's a dozen. We got a lot to go with, and we're going to get through it. We're going to get to it. We're going to show you how insurance is priced from the underwriter standpoint. And at the end, we're going to talk about some profit. In this. is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and I'm beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. Hey, hey. Well, I saw my buddy Rocky up in New Albany, Mississippi, had about uh, three inches of snow on the ground, enough to make a snowman. You know, my pal Brian up in Chicago said that they had rolling blackouts and that the electricity was off and the heat was out. So hopefully we're going to get through this week and then uh, everything's going to be just like here in sunny southwest Florida, 85 and sunny. So everybody in Chicago is hating on me right now. Um, today, we're going to continue with how your health insurance is priced. From an underwriter's standpoint, we're going to look at some of the everyday stuff, some of the details that you probably know by heart that they're going to take a look at and they're going to use to price your insurance, look at the risk, and stuff that you know. Um, we're going we're gonna to consider your age, your gender, your zip code, your marital status, the number of dependents you have. They look at SIC code, which is standard industrial classification, uh, and that's a general business um, document documentation of each industry and break it down even into smaller segments. Everybody's got an SIC code. Every Every business, every industry has an SIC code. How many people are in the group? Um, and then you can even get in the height, weight, and medical history, though. Um, the Affordable Care Act eliminated a lot of that. But um, some of that stuff's going to come into play, and that's what underwriters look at. So we're going to give all of that a good look. And then we're going to talk about profit. In episode 11, we looked at profit, and I got some uh, interesting stuff that just came up, uh, just came in some of the companies reporting. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So first, let me say one thing. A lot of this stuff is affected or has been affected by the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, and it's known as the ACA for short. Um, this isn't. Th- this doesn't have anything to do with politics. This is just what the result is of the uh, legislation and some of the rule changes and some of the modifications, and not every state. Uh, is the same. So California and New York are going to be completely different than Nebraska and Alabama. 
So what applies to most states in general may not apply to some states like California and New York. Um, but we're going to go through this and uh, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Once you put all the pieces together, you're going to see how you're affected by what the legislation does, the way the underwriting practices work, the way risk is priced, and, uh, and you'll just get an idea of, of how this affects you personally. Okay, so the first one's age, and we talked about that. We mentioned all the different factors, but age is the first one, and it, it's pretty simple. Um, the older you are, the more likely you are to have some type of malady, some type of morbidity, something might come up with your health, so that costs are higher for the older age groups, and they're cheaper for the younger age groups. It's, it's um, you know, there's nothing new there, but age is a factor. Gender. Gender is a factor. It's well-known in underwriting circles that women under 40 are more expensive than men under 40 and that men over 40 are more expensive than women over 40. The primary reason is pregnancy. Pregnancies cost more money than what a man would face under 40. Most men under 40 don't have a lot of claims. Most women under 40 don't have a lot of claims. Pregnancy is the difference. But because women typically are very, very uh, diligent about their health care and they see the doctor once a year at least, they get their mammogram, they get the pap smear, uh, they're going to the OBGYN starting, you know, late teens, early 20s. Men don't start going to the doctor regularly until they think they need to get their prostate checked. Now, that may be a generalization, but it's still quite true, and there's data to back that up. Now, one thing, you know, data analytics may be new. It's not new to the insurance industry. Actuaries and underwriters have been crunching numbers like this for years. They have all the data, and they look at that stuff, and it's just a well-known fact that men... Don't go to the doctor regularly when they're young, and then once they start going to the doctor, they've got all kinds of problems, and they and they accumulate far more claims over 40 than women over 40. Zip code, zip code's an easy one. That's geography. Um, the claims you're going to in, you're going to incur in New York are far more expensive than the claims you're going to incur in South Dakota. The claims that you're going to incur in California are far more expensive than the claims you're going to incur in Mississippi. It's just a matter of cost. But that cost, as you know from the episode 11, where you aggregate the claims, those costs are reflected in the premiums you pay. So if the cost of the doctor and the hospital and the pharma are more, it, the claims are going to be higher and the price of your insurance is going to be higher just because of geography. That's why zip codes taken into account. And marital status and number of dependents there's a lot of nuance to that. There's good attributes to that, and then there's adverse attributes to that. Um, the underwriters have their, their book, the actuaries have their book, and they look at those things in slightly different ways depending on good and bad, but they do have data that relates to claims that would be incurred by married couples and families that's different than if you're not. 
if you're single or if you're a single parent. So a couple that just go to group insurance, not for individuals, but for group insurance. There's SIC code, that's Standard Industrial Classification. So the underwriter is going to look at what type of business are you in? Um, you know, if you're at a bank or an insurance company, uh, it's a lot of people sitting around with desk jobs, pushing paper, actuaries are, you know, they would tell you they're not the most exciting guys to hang around with. Um, they, they're a, a different kind of risk than somebody who works on a fishing boat or somebody that races motorcycles or somebody that works on an oil rig. Uh, it's completely different. It's a different kind of risk. So they look at a, a SIC code. Underwriters will also look at the number of people in the group. There's a credibility factor that can be ascribed to the number of people in the group where they can forecast uh, how accurately that group matches up with their book rate. And they all have book rates. These are calculated by the actuaries. They're all, they've got all the data sitting there. So they're going to say, how confident am I that the book rates are reflected by the makeup of this 15-person group? And what percentage credibility can I give it? Can I give it 100% credibility and say it's going to match up to these book rates? Or can I say that um, it's got a 20% credibility factor, and that means I'm going to take 20% based on that particular group, and I'm going to take 80% from the book rate, and I'm going to put them together, and I'm going to figure out what that overall rate is. If I'm 100% confident that that group is going to have its own rating, then I can rate it specifically on that group, on, the, on their age, on the SIC code, on all the other factors that go into it, their zip code and everything else. And I can say they're going to have their own rate versus I'm going to take a percentage of that and I'm going to take a percentage of my book rate and I'm going to put it together and have a blended rate. So that's why number of people in the group is important. Height, weight, and medical history. While that used to be a standard practice, uh, the ACA has basically eliminated it. Eliminated that. You, you'll see it in some self-funded cases where uh, it's a smaller group, it's under 50, under 25. Um, you wouldn't see it in larger groups because they really don't care about the individual. They care about the group experience. And um, that's different than looking at the individual underwriting for the individual person. So um, height, weight, and medical history really don't come into play too much. So the takeaway from all of this is to understand what the underwriters and what the actuaries are looking at and know that there are certain things that are arbitrary that you can't change. You can't change your age. You can't change your gender. You can't change your zip code all that much. You could move if you wanted to, but I don't think people are going to move because of their health insurance. Um, so just understand that there are factors at play that affect the pricing and as you take total control of your health insurance, you want to control those things you can control. And don't worry about the things that you can't control. And these are some of the things that you really can't control. So let's focus on the ones that you can. Now regarding that comment I made about profit, and then you know in episode 11 we talked about profit, and the insurance company gets about 3%, 3 points, 3 cents on a dollar profit. 
One of the uh, companies out there, it's on the New York Stock Exchange, as they always do when they are a publicly traded company, they need to report their earnings. Uh, one of the companies out there owns a bunch of hospitals, um, did their report for the uh, first quarter, or the fourth quarter, I guess, for uh, 2020. Um, and they showed that uh, for the annual results for 2020, they had net income of over $500 million, and that was based on revenues of nearly $12 billion. And that's a, a company that owns hospitals. So those are the hospitals that you go to. And they had income, which is profit, of over $500 million based on revenue. And the revenue is the basically the amount of claims that were paid of almost $12 billion. So while a number of insurance companies like United Healthcare and Cigna and Aetna CVS are publicly traded and you can see what they do and their profits are reported and everybody goes ballistic because the insurance companies are making a bunch of money, well, you can say the same thing on the hospital side. And you know, not every hospital organization is publicly traded. Most of them are nonprofit. I'm going to put a little article up on the website. It kind of talks about nonprofit not really being nonprofit. But um, just know that the components that go into what your paid claims look like, that meaning hospitals, doctors, and pharmaceutical, and pharmaceutical, you well know, are publicly traded companies. So the components that make up your paid claims are just as equally run for profit as the insurance companies that provide the insurance and I'm not averse to profit. It's a great motivator. But no one's absolved in all of this. In the next episode, we're going to put all of this together so you can see exactly what all these pricing configurations mean exactly for you. Remember to tell your friends and family to catch Doc's Costs anywhere you get your shows. Check us out on the web. It's Doc's Cost, D-O-X-C-O-S-T dot com. And at Twitter at DocsCost, D-O-X-C-O-S-T. As always, I appreciate you very much. The show's growing like crazy, so keep it up. We've got people listening from Florida to Alaska and California to New Hampshire. Thanks for getting the word out and keep up the good work. And remember, health insurance is not health care. DocsCost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information to become an astute consumer of health care and take total control of your health insurance. Lower your costs, take total control. Now here's my pal Morgan Fingleton. So long everybody. In this- Never far behind